Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, he has a very successful tile removal business that has led to the moss of a cigar business. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration and our guest this week is Chris Mortensen with Dust Free Tile Removal and Cigar Mosfino. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Hi, Ben, thanks for having me. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Hi, I'm Chris Mortensen and I'm with Dust Free Tile Removal and Cigar Mosfino. If you're watching this on YouTube, you may notice it's kind of dark here. And the reason is, is because we're here in a cigar lounge. And Chris, explain to us, for those of us that are listening to Small Business Celebration, describe where we are and describe this, this really neat business that we're in. Well, we're, we're in a premium cigar lounge. Okay. And the best way to describe that to someone who can't see what's happening is a step back in time. Mm. It's a place to disconnect, de-digitalize, get comfortable and enjoy a premium cigar with your friends. This business would not exist had it not been for your other business, which is? Dust-free tile removal. First of all, you started that business back in? 2008. Now, what precipitated this? Because there's a lot of tile removable businesses out there. What makes what you do so different than anybody else? Well, we do it without any dust. Really? Uh, we have proprietary equipment and patented tools and services that allow us to remove all types of flooring without any dust at all. Without any dust? Without any, hospital grade. The right. most important thing is we used highly skilled labor for what's considered to be an unskilled job. Really? Professional dismantlers, not demolishers. Really? Well, one of the things that is a, a huge difference is most times that floors are removed, the installer themselves are having their helpers or day laborers tear out the floors that are there. Mm. Um, their job is to install. They're not so concerned about the removal. Ah. Uh, so in combination with specialized equipment and tools, which we're the only ones in California that have, along with highly skilled labor and guys paid accordingly to do that job, right. we're able to make this our focus, whereas the installation is the focus for everyone else. And you said this is hospital grade. It is. We're one of the only people allowed to do demolition open air without an enclosure inside of hospitals, which we've done on numerous occasions. No tenting, no masking off of everything. People can just leave things the way they are yep. and not have to move anything around. With, within one inch of the point of contact on every single tool, all the dust is captured and disposed of and filtered. What possessed you to get into this business? Angry people. <laughs> okay, how so? Well, the reality is, is we were an installation contractor uh, from 2008 all the way up until 2017. Uh -huh. And uh, I'd like to think we did a, a really good job, but there was one consistent complaint, mm. and that was the dust. Okay. And we tried everything we could. That was the known technologies at the time. We created negative pressure. We opened windows and blew fans out. We right. did zip walls with plastic. 
uh, all of which are just a temporary fix. Right. They contain the dust momentarily until right. you take down the plastic, right. and then the statically charged dust shoots through your entire home, HVAC system, et cetera. So that angry customer right. that should have been happy otherwise right. is what motivated us to find a better way. The success of that business, you've been doing it since? We shifted full-time to dustless removal of flooring in 2017-18, and okay. uh, we were quickly able to, able to walk away from installations because of its success. But the key to this, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Chris today, is you were able to parlay the success of that business into where we are today. Yes, that's true. Why did you choose to open up a cigar lounge, first in Fresno and then in Bakersfield, uh, based off the success that you had with the tile business? Well, um, there's no direct link there, first okay. of all. Um, I was a member or a guest at the cigar lounge in Fresno. Uh -huh. um, and I went through a, a struggle with alcohol years ago mm -hmm. and found sobriety a little over eight years ago. And that cigar lounge was my saving grace. It was a place where I could go and have a social outlet right. uh, without being surrounded by drinking and be sitting in a bar. And right. uh, the owners at the time were going to move on. They weren't having the greatest success. And myself and my partners didn't want to see it go because of what it meant to us. So we chose at that point to buy it. And with unbridled determination, we knew we'd get it where <laughs> it needed to go. You mentioned partners. And for visioneers, if you've spent any time listening or watching to the program, you've heard a variety of opinions on partners, and you couldn't do this without them. No, absolutely not. Why is that? Well, in both businesses, I have partners. And to me, the most valuable thing is having people that are vested in the uh, same outcome that you are. Uh, you're going to have headbutting. You're going to have disagreements. But if they're people that you trust, those disagreements are all going to end in a result that's beneficial for the business, and no one's going to walk away. We all have the same goal in mind. A common interest unifies all, all warriors, as it were. Well said. One of the things that you mentioned is that you found Cigar Lounge to be a place to call home, where there wasn't the temptation of alcohol in there. Was this something that you also parlayed into your Bakersfield location when you opened it up? Well, uh, the Bakersfield store where we're at now is a store that was existing. It had been here for 10 years. Okay. Um, and I didn't realize how much I'd enjoy the cigar business. Mm. When we took over the store in Fresno, we didn't have a direct long-term plan uh, to expand. Right. Uh, but seeing how successful we could be with some very simple guidelines uh, made me seek out communities that needed a real cigar lounge. Mm. And in our opinion, Bakersfield, although littered with cigar stores, right. did not possess a cigar lounge. So we sought out to make one. And the key to this is it had already been existing for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It already had an existing clientele. How have you and your partners managed the transition of taking the existing cigar lounge both in Fresno and in Bakersfield without alienating the existing clientele and then growing it further into your current vision? Well, it, it's fairly simple. You don't cater to any one person or any need. Mm. If you believe in your vision, right. you create it. And you know that if you put forth your best foot from a service standpoint, from a comfort standpoint, 
um, the people are going to come. I mean, the reality is, is I, I always say, don't chase the money, chase the goal, and, ah. the money, and the money will follow. So our goal is to provide an atmosphere with ethical pricing, excellent customer service, and a comfortable place to go back in time and enjoy a cigar. And we don't really have to do much else. The word just gets out. One of the things we're going to talk about in the next segment is the idea of work hard and play hard. And is there any real truth to that? But before we do that, Chris, if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, um, through the different businesses, right. uh, Dust Free Tower Removal, I can be reached at 559-930-7036. Uh, we don't have any office to visit because we come to you. Um, and then for the cigar lounges, we have the Bakersfield store at 9530 Hagman Road, Suite D. Uh, the phone number is 661-589-3784. And in Fresno, it's at 1568 East Knees. And the phone number is 559-326-0060. You can also get us at CigarMosfino.com or DustFreeTowerMobile.pro. And if you like Small Business Celebration, make sure you like, subscribe, and notify, and we will talk more about or get into the nitty gritty of the work hard, play hard when we come right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc, also known as TWD. I treat patients for erectile dysfunction. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and that poor performance has impacted your business, you need to come see me. Gainsway therapy is an ultrasound treatment to restore blood flow. It activates stem cells, and the stem cells regenerate new nerve endings as well as new blood vessels. If you find that you, you can't get it up like you used to and the Viagra no longer works, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit him online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. I'm here with Chris Mortensen with Dust-Free Tile Removal and Cigar Mosfino. And our visionary question comes from Jackie who asks, I hear business owners saying all the time, work hard, play hard. At what point does the expectation to work hard, play hard become too much to keep up with? Well, my opinion is um, there's no reason to play hard just because you worked hard. Mm. Life isn't about playing hard in my mind. Life mm. is about loving hard and about being in gratitude and finding joy. Um, work hard so that you can have enough time and money and energy to spend it with those that matter the most to you. Ah. Playing hard usually just ends up with a headache and regret, right. and the foggy mind is rarely a successful one. Is the ability to have a successful business where you can get your time back so that you can play with those that are of value to you? Is, is that a worthwhile goal unto itself? Absolutely. Um, you know, you can either grow or you can become more efficient and you mm. can end up with the same goal from a profit standpoint. And that's profiting with time or profiting with money. Mm. And it's up to you as a business owner, entrepreneur to find what money profit and time profit balance you want to choose. Right. And uh, the more time you spend playing after you worked hard, um, the less of the money and the time you'll have. It also gives you a reward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, 
can't make more time, can't make more dirt. So buy the dirt with the profits and spend the time that you can afford yourself with those that you love. Part of the success of your business is it's, it led you into a trap, as it were. It, 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 uh, it affected you in a pretty significant way. What was one of the traps that you fell into with the success of your business that you've grown and, and overcome? Well, um, especially in the construction industry, um, that, that idea of work hard, play hard is very prevalent. Mm. And it's almost a, a challenge of masculinity really? to see who could um, keep going all evening, all night, and still make it to the site in the morning. You're, you're talking about drinking. Yeah, it's like a badge of honor. You know, and being a business owner, you get to choose when you come and go from work. Right. And sometimes that freedom uh, can be detrimental. What was the point that you discovered that you had a problem? I just didn't like myself anymore, plain and simple. Okay. I, I got raised by the most amazing parents in the world. I've had every opportunity in life. Uh, I'm educated and I still found a way to screw it all up and not really <laughs> care too much about myself or right. for myself right and uh, I knew I had better in store when you discover that you had a problem and for a lot of us in society me included we have certain perceptions of what an alcoholic is well um, you know that's that's a very long story right a very very long story uh, but I would say when I decided to change the direction of my life I immediately was immersed in a group of people that had all the things I wanted, which was a clear mind, uh, the respect of their family and their friends, uh, the love of a bride, um, the adoration of children. I didn't have any of those things. And having a, a clear mind to see those and realize what I was missing is a very, very motivating factor. How have you used your success to help others? I, I would like to think by example. Um, I'm a big believer in walking the walk, not being anonymous, and, make, and wearing it as a badge of honor, and hoping that other people that might be struggling a little bit say, I want what he's got. Mm. And then either ask for help getting it or try to strive to get it on their own. Because one of the things that I've noticed in the little bit of time that we've shared with each other is that you like to go for it, whatever that it is. What are some of the things that you have done to help encourage others to go for it and be able to, to throw the dart and hit the bullseye? Well, I think first and foremost, teaching and showing people that fear across all aspects of life is the most crippling emotion that you can be involved with and it's, it's prevalent in everyone's life and constant. Awesome. Fear keeps skill from being applied. Fear keeps intelligence from being used. The fear of failure, um, I, I, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. I, I don't understand, is it what other people think that if you don't succeed in what you tried? Is it, is it that society thinks, oh, that guy went for it and he really blew it and now look what he's got. Right. You've only failed if you stop trying. Right. And, uh, you know, School hard knocks and, and hard lessons is the fastest education you'll get. And if you want real education, you take the risk and you go for it. And uh, I've said it before, unbridled determination and confidence in your abilities and yourself. If it's, your gut says go for it, then your gut believes that your mind can achieve it. So just do it. One of the keys to that philosophy, too, is learning 
from the mistakes in the School of Hard Knocks. Because if you don't learn the lesson and you keep making the same mistake over again, you've gone nowhere. What have you done or how have you learned that once the lesson is learned that you retain it and you don't forget it so that you repeat it six months, nine months, two years down the road? First of all, should always be learning in every single moment. As right. soon as you believe that you've got it figured out, you are on your path to failure. Right. Um, it's a difficult balance to be humble and confident at the same time. How so? Um, well, they, most people believe that they're contradictory. Mm. Um, confidence can, is a fine line between arrogance and cockiness. Right. And humble can often even be perceived as weak and meager and quiet. Right. And being both of those at the same time, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick, it, it, it's a difficult balance. And if you're always learning and you never stop looking forward, then you can only go forward. You can't go backwards. Do you journal? I don't journal, but every single night before I go to bed, I take an inventory of my actions throughout the day. Ah. And that internal dialogue, um, there's, there's always something that could have been done better. Even if it's as simple as my body language in a response to a client. Uh, the tone I took um, when speaking to a customer, or even um, something as simple as how long I paused, causing a lack of confidence in the person I was talking to in my answer. Right. So taking the time as I go to sleep to inventory my actions and make a decision to do them better the next day um, is my version of journaling. For the introverts like me out there in the world, how do you do these reflections without beating yourself up? Well, I used to beat myself up very badly. Yeah. I was responsible for everything in the world, whether it was amazing or whether it was world hunger, it was my fault or my success. Right. And uh, the bottom line is it's very easy to do when you realize you're just not that important. It's very easy to not beat yourself up when you realize that no one else cares. You're, you are as irrelevant in the big picture as the mosquito you accidentally step on. Just be the best you and it'll be fine. One of the things I can't help but touch on as we finish up this segment is vehicle wraps. And I was trying to think of a, a great way to segue into this question, and I can't. But one of the things that has been very successful for your tile business has been vehicle wraps. And I've gotten a lot of visionaries who have asked me, do, should I, should I not? Do they work, do they not work? But in your case, for the tile business, it does. Absolutely. Um, we don't do a lot of marketing because what we do, as, as you've struggled with our, our logo and our name, right. it's a mouthful. It's not something that sounds good on the radio. It's not uh, something that's an eye-catching um, one word call to action on Google ads. But if someone's at a stoplight behind my eight and a half foot wide trailer and they're staring at a gigantic cyclone that says dust-free tile removal and dust-free floor removal, you've got their undivided attention. They cannot help it. You're, right. you're literally, people pay for a billboard and hope you drive by it. <laughs> right. I pay for a billboard and they're forced to read it. It is the best dollar spent for marketing, period. You just can't have too much information. Does this work for the cigar shops? 
it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is that the cigar shops use branding in a different way. Oh, how so? Um, this is a business that creates a club atmosphere. Uh, People want to be associated with it. They're right. proud to be part of this. Their best friends hang out here. Right. So the same idea is we're just people wrapping. We're yeah, not right. vehicle wrapping. Right. So we spend a strong amount of money on very high quality hats, very high quality t-shirts, Yeti tumblers with the logos on them. The stuff that you would think is a no brainer to do, uh, but don't just get the one that's $9. Get the $30 hat that the guy wears every single place he goes because it's an awesome hat. Right. Um, and uh, one of my proudest things is when I see people come into our stores wearing a Cigar Mosfino polo and hat because they're getting dressed to come to their lounge. And that, that's pretty special to me. When we come back, we are going to talk about the evil R word. And Chris has been in business long enough to go through a couple ones, including when he first started his business back in 2008 when there was a big recession going on, which we'll talk more about when we come right back. The reason we're talking with Chris Mortensen is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out work hard, play hard, or more importantly, how do I not get run over by the big box stories and the competition when it comes to the looming recession? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something that you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know what do you want to learn here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Chris Mortensen with Dust Free Towel Removal and Cigar Mosfino. And our visionary question comes from Morgan who asks, we are coming into a recession and I'm concerned about being walked over if our business doesn't grow. What have you done in the last recession to grow? Well, first of all, uh, reframe in your mind what the word recession means. Uh? It means opportunity. Right. And pure and simple. If you have the, uh, we'll call it moxie, and if you're up for the fight, there's... Unbridled determination, as you said. Absolutely. There's no better time than to make your footprint and create permanency for your business. How so? Well, people, again, operate in fear in mm. times of turmoil, which okay. means they won't invest in advertising. It means they'll recoil, they'll cut their hours, they'll try to hire lesser quality employees at lower wages because they're too focused on their bottom line. Right. Focus on your service. Focus on advertising. Focus on doing the best thing at every opportunity. Not the least expensive thing, not the fastest thing, and not the easiest thing. The best thing. Right. There's never going to be a better opportunity to separate yourself, the strong, from the weak during, than during a recession. You started the tile removal business, in, or you cut in construction trade, I should say, in 2008. Uh, as Sencal Tile, our original corporation, right. was founded in 2008, right. um, basically at the bottom of the pit of despair. The worst depression that many have seen in years. And that's the reason we decided to go in business. Uh. There's never better time than to teach yourself how to be lean, efficient, and effective. And if you can capture and survive in that climate, then you have all the confidence in the world to know that you can in any other. 
There's every indication right now that we're going into recession. What are you doing with both businesses to prepare for the coming recession? Well, uh, first of all, the economic definition of recession um, does not apply to modern economies like it used to. Right. Um, when the gold standard was moved away from, um, money is manipulated. It's not based on anything. So the idea of a retraction or, or a recession, gross domestic product shrinking, is a bit of a fallacy in general. Mm. So don't overthink it is my first advice. Uh, if you're invested in something outside of your own business, you don't lose money until you sell it, so don't sell it. If you got extra money, put more in. Just my thoughts. Sure, right. Uh, but what was your question again? I, <laughs> I apologize. How are you approaching this coming recession differently than in past recessions with both businesses? Growing as fast and hard as I possibly can. Okay. Bigger buildings, nicer lounges, um, invest, invest, invest. More tools, more trucks, more trailers, more vehicle wraps. Because the reality is, in any recession, not only are your competitors relevant on how much they're spending, but your vendors come into play. You have never had a better opportunity to get a deal because they're operating in fear as well. Right. So during this time of turmoil, the strong and fearless rise to the top and the weak tend to weed themselves out of business in general. What are some of the fun things that you've been able to do with the success of your business? Just recently able to buy uh, what will be our dream home. Okay. Um, much to the chagrin of my wife at times, uh, <laughs> I love classic cars. Right. Modern classic cars. What kind? Even, uh, everything from pre-war Cadillacs and, and, and Duesenbergs all the way up to stuff into the 90s when I grew up and first started getting into cars. Right. Um, right now, I, I like a fairly inexpensive modern classic Mercedes from the 90s and 80s. Right. But I also have a 1950 two-ton dually GMC that I'm restoring. Nice. So, um, spend time with loved ones, talk about and work on cars, and uh, just be grateful. What has working on these classic cars and restoring them and getting them up and going, ha what has the process of doing that taught you that you've applied to your business? Patience. Patience? How so? Well, when you have a borderline sick obsession and love for cars, <laughs> you want to drive them. Right. But often fixing one little thing so you can get it back on the road doesn't make the best financial sense. You've already got that portion of the car open. You should go ahead and restore this, this, and this. Right. So making the conscious choice to do something right instead of something rushed for an immediate payoff is a life lesson that is invaluable. One of the things you also mentioned is getting the ability to spend time with family, mm -hmm. and you've got a new, you've got a young one coming along the way. I do. Our, my first son is going to be born, and uh, uh, early September we're looking at. What's one of the things, as a new father, as you're looking to the future, what's one of the, the overarching philosophies that you want to make sure that your son understands and prepares him for adulthood? Uh, to me, it, it's likely what truly matters in life. Mm. It's not money. 
Uh, it's not things, it's not possessions, it's not accolades. Right. Um, it's feeling grateful for everything that you do have, feeling grateful for the people that you care about, and learning how to really enjoy what life has to offer. And live in the moment, don't think too far into the future, and don't think one millisecond into the past. I think the reality is, if you believe in your business, and you believe in yourself, and you take the opportunity to do the right thing every time it presents itself, you're going to be fine. Just put your head down and believe in it, and make it the best it can be. If you have what I call ethical or moral fortitude written into your business plan, society will always be drawn to it. So just be good. Be good to people and do things right when you have the opportunity to and everything will be fine. Don't chase the money, chase the goal and the money will find you. What's one piece of a business advice that you have given others over and over and over again that nobody listens to? <laughs> if you want to start a business, learn how to be poor and be grateful for it. How so? Because you're going to be if you're doing it right. Ah. You should be investing every single penny of profit that you don't need to eat for sometimes years. If you want long-term success, it has to come at short-term detriment. And that detriment needs to be to you, not to the business. If you don't have broad enough shoulders to carry that burden, then just work for somebody else because that's where you need to be. Those of us that do have shoulders broad enough, don't be afraid to pile it all on. The earlier you pile it on, the sooner you'll be able to have time, freedom, and financial success. Uh, the, if you're not willing to live poor and you want to pay yourself right away, it's not going to last very long. If visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, you can email me at callytilechris at gmail.com. You can reach out through cigarmosfino.com. Um, you can even call me at 559-930-7036. Um, I like to tell people all the time that I'm in the business of being in business. People ask, what's next? I don't know. Uh, be fluid. Follow opportunity as it presents yourself. Don't put your roots down too deep and be an entrepreneur. And uh, if anyone wants to ask further questions, I'd be happy to share my thoughts, uh, whether they're perceived as valuable or not. Well, Chris, this has been a privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for having me. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc, also known as TWD. I treat patients for erectile dysfunction. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and that poor performance has impacted your business, you need to come see me. Gainsway therapy is an ultrasound treatment to restore blood flow. It activates stem cells, and the stem cells regenerate new nerve endings as well as new blood vessels. If you find that you, you can't get it up like you used to and the Viagra no longer works, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit him online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. My Dirty Dishes. My stepson Dylan is a fantastic chef. It 
practically doesn't matter what he makes. It's always delicious. And he takes great pride in what he cooks because it gives him a sense of accomplishment and he also likes the compliments as well. And we have a tradition in our house where if somebody cooks for you, we clean up. That's part of how we say thank you for preparing such a delicious meal. And conversely, if you cook dinner or cook a meal for yourself, well, you have to clean up your own dishes. Being a young 20 or something year old, Dylan fell into a bad habit a while ago. And that was he would cook his own meal and just leave the dirty dishes in the sink. And invariably, it was his mother who would come and clean up after him. And after a while, she started to grumble and grumble and grumble and complain. And of course, guess who got to hear all about Dylan's dirty dishes? Well, she would scold him. She would tell him that you need to clean up after yourself and she would berate him and it would work for a day or two. But the dirty dishes would start to pile up once again. And I got to thinking about it, how do we fix this long term? And at one point, I got an idea. And I took my wife to Dylan as the dishes in the sink were piling higher and higher. And I asked Dylan, I said, you know, the dishes are really starting to stack up in the sink. He goes, oh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go clean them right now. And I said, no, no. What I'd like you to do is I would like you to ask your mother to clean your dirty dishes. Wow. He looked at me and was horrified. You want me to do what? He said. I said, ask your mother to clean your dirty dishes. He asked, why? And I said, well, when you leave your dirty dishes in the sink, you are tacitly implying that you want your mother to clean up after you. So instead of being tacit and just implying it, why don't you just straight up ask your mother to clean up after you? Well, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll clean the dishes now. And I said, no, ask. Well, he grumbled, he whined, he complained. He professed he would never do this again. He would always clean up after himself. And his mother and I just simply stood there and waited. Finally, after much consternation, he grumbled and quietly asked his mother to clean the dishes. To which she walked over, said nothing, and cleaned the entire sink of dishes. We don't have that problem anymore. Now there are times where it takes Dylan a little while to actually get to cleaning the dishes, but by the end of the day, yeah, those dishes are all cleaned and taken care of and put away. But the whole episode got me to thinking, what dirty dishes am I leaving about? 
whether it's in my personal life, whether it's in my business life, what dirty dishes am I leaving about and expecting somebody else to clean up? I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Chris Mortensen, the owner of Dust Free Tile Removal and Cigar Masfino. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.